Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. of Jonas Gwangwa Murwa. That sounds very familiar. We started it off with Dipororo and I'm going to have that conversation with Mungani Mahlang. We're just unpacking it all as we celebrate the life of Jonas Gwangwa and that's not all. We also continue to celebrate the life of Spongilo Kumalo in a short while. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. It's bittersweet, but we're going to do it nonetheless. Bungani Mahlangu is joining us today for a special tribute to really two massive icons that have fallen in the past week. Can one believe that? And uh, he joins me now on the line. Bungani is a musician, music and an artist journalist who's always with us on Behind the Music. Bungani, I don't know. I don't know how to greet you today, but it's with such a heavy heart. And yet at the same time, I'm so willing to celebrate these wonderful icons. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those uh, one of those tough ones. It looks like uh, January has become a month where we lose quite a lot of artists. You remember that Hugh Masekela also yeah. died in January, and I think Lundi also died in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver Mtukunzi yeah. died in died in January. So it looks like January there's a huge roll call of uh, of of artists. I don't know, maybe we're supposed to prepare ourselves for the next January. No, uh, no. I don't, see, let me I don't tell you. know. But, but, no, but that, Anabungani, that, next year, ne, next year, there will be no COVID. <laughs> next year, we are throwing a concert. Next year, <laughs> January will be the year where we celebrate life. That's what we're doing next year. Yeah, well, let's hope, let's hope. Uh, no, we're, we're next having year, we'll a, do that. We, we are throwing a concert to celebrate all these people that we are talking yeah. about now, next year, January. Mark yeah, my words, yeah. that's what we're doing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling my hopes on that also, <laughs> you know, uh, because, you know, uh, most of us who enjoy live performances, we are, we are kind of, uh, it, it's like a medication for us. Mm. Uh, at the moment, we haven't been to live performances in the longest of time. Yeah. 
And and I think for for uh, artists like Jonas Kwangwa and Sibongile um, Kumalo, it might have taken its toll the fact that they are not able to perform in front of an audience, mm. because for them performing live is more important than performing mm-hmm. to record. Mm. Uh, it was always important for them because these are people who interact when they are on stage, yeah. and in their in their interactions you find that. Uh, they have conversations not just through music, but also uh, conversations as in talking about very important social political issues yeah, yeah. Uh, in our environment. But before we get to that, because that's the part I wanted to focus on when we talk about yeah. Kumal. Yeah, you know, I want you to stay a little bit with that as well, because, you know, I think while we celebrate um, Jonas Gwanga as this wonderful musician, you, you touched a little bit on something about their also their social commentary, their activism. And yeah. we I want us to reflect on on the 80s, you know, in the 80s, when when Jonas Gwanga was literally requested by the then ANC leader in exile, Oliver Tambo, to to spread the word, you know, culturally go and tell the world there is a problem in South Africa. And if it wasn't for that, we would never have had what we saw the world respond to. Look, um, one of the things we once spoke about uh, during this wonderful show back in the day last year, sometime last year, we spoke about the arts as the oldest, uh, uh, I would call it the oldest newspaper, as the oldest radio station, as the oldest television station. Because if you take, as a as a mere example, if you take somebody like uh, uh, Black Coffee, who's got a million followers on Twitter mm-hmm. and the social media, uh, if you use that platform as an artist to spread a particular message, it catches fire very quickly the same thing with, with music. If a hundred thousand people buy a Jonas Kwangwa album, it means he's got access to an audience of hundred plus, probably five hundred thousand people, because that album is not just going to be listened to one person. Probably five person will listen to each album that is bought. Mm. So you are a medium, you are a platform, you are a conduit, you are a tool as an artist through which messages can be disseminated. And artists like Jonas Gwangwa understood that very, very well. Hence, uh, Jonas Gwangwa could not be shaken in his belief um, uh, of African values and African ways of doing things. Uh, If you listen to his music, he spent a lot of time in the U.S., but uh, when he came back, his music still sounded as African Mm -hmm. as it came and also, if you had met Jonas Kwangwa, you will realize that Jonas was very much uh, on the African way of relating to each other. So you could say, but Jonas, when he's not around, but when you are around him and he looked at you and realized that you are like his son or grandson, you would not say, but Jonas. Mm-hmm. You would say, mm-hmm. you, you know. So little things like those. So there's consistency in his, or there was consistency in his belief uh, 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 in terms of doing things in an African way. But to go back to what you were saying, uh, the art of music or culture as a weapon, uh, the Mandela Cultural uh, Ensemble played a very crucial role in spreading the word around the world about what was going on in South Africa through stage productions that were staged throughout London and many other 
and many uh, through throughout Europe in many other places. So through song, dance, and performance, messages were communicated. So it was a live uh, newspaper, if you want to call it, a live radio performance, a live television broadcast, if you want to call it, of the situation that was happening or the things that were happening in South Africa. And this was done through artists. It was done through the the, the work of art. So hence, for me, it saddens me when you when you come to democratic South Africa mm. and you find that the art is not treated as serious as it's supposed to be treated. I, I was actually going to say to say you know what foresight because this was not just you know two friends deciding oh let's record something. It was intentional messaging by a political leader who said we've got to invest in this. Yes. We've got to make it our mission to use yes. culture as a means of communicating our messages, and therefore it. it it then goes without saying that, of course, musicians are pained by what you yeah. were just talking about now because they don't understand how we've lost that understanding. Well, we, we've not lost that understanding. What has happened is, I mean, we must tell things as they are. Uh, one of the ANC people once told me that when they were in exile, before coming back to South Africa, when they were closer to coming back to South Africa, Oliver Tambo apparently said, when you get back to South Africa, one of the departments that you must prioritize, make a priority, very important department, it's the Department of Arts and Culture. But the opposite has happened. Now you have to ask yourself why. And that's because the involvement of arts in spreading the word about what was going on in South Africa during apartheid, uh, it probably opened the eyes of politicians to the power of the arts. Now, since 1994, we've had a whole lot of problems and a whole lot of good things have happened in this country. Uh, now we have free education for, for everybody. But, that, but there, there are a lot of things that have happened that uh, people need to know about. And as a media, you see, we, talk about, we like to talk about the freedom of the media. And when we talk about the freedom of the media, I think we have to consciously include the arts as part of the media. The, the arts need to be free in terms of how the uh, artists practice their craft and their art, in terms of talking about issues and things that are happening in the country without fear. But we live in a situation now where a whole lot of artists will never talk openly about what they feel or what they see as being wrongs done in the country. Why? Because they fear that they may not get uh, funding from the National Art Council, which is a state organ. They may not get funding from the NHSDF, which is a state organization. They may not get funding from the Department of Arts and Culture, which is a, a state organ. Now, you, you, you will realize and you will understand the fear when you see the amounts of budgets that are used from those departments to stage events, to support this or that event. So you find that there's a lot of work that comes through government uh, that artists get. So it, I suppose it's the question of you can't bite the hand that feeds you. So you find that a whole lot of artists in this country are muted. They are self-centered. They don't want to say anything about what, 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 what's happening in the country because they fear that they may not get funding or they may not be hired by someone who has received funding from government. So, 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 uh, so you'll find that when you go to social media, uh, for example, you'll find that our artists are even mute on a whole lot of important issues. Um, uh, uh, but that speaks to, to their fear. 
When we come back, we're going to segue slightly into Sbongi Lekumalo because I bet you uh, there is no way we're going to have this conversation and not uh, give Wangani a chance to pay tribute to Sbongi Lekumalo. We're going to do that just after the headlines. I do want to go, though, to Zoleka Kotashi for the very latest in headlines at 2.30. SFM, playing your music. This is Little Girl, and we also played you Warza, and both were recorded as a live at the SABC. However, this is from Ancient Evening. Now, Bongani, it boggles the mind that Ancient Evening was a, a debut album? This? It was a debut album? Ancient Evening, yes. yes. Was, uh, this was 1996. Yes, but... You know, yeah. what comes out of Ancient Evenings, one, one kind of sits and thinks, was this a debut album? Yes, it was. I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, you remember that uh, Smongle Kumalo grew, grew up in a musical uh, yeah. family. Yeah. Uh, his father was a, a choir conductor. Yeah. And uh, Smongle also studied music uh, in, in Wazulu. And, um, you know, music, she lived music, mm. if, if you know, if we were to put it that yeah, way, yeah. and and so it was not surprising for for her to come up with a splendid debut album like uh, like Ancient Evenings. Yeah, uh, evening. And 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 one thing about Swamila was was clear. You know, she didn't force things that uh, she was not uh, uh, excellent in. Mm-hmm. In one of the interviews I did with her, she said, uh, "I'm not a composer, so I'm not uh, comfortable writing songs." You know, uh, so so. She would not spend a lot of time trying to compose music because that's what that was not her strength. Mm-hmm. Her strength was in arranging and, and, and vocal presentation. Mm-hmm. So so she put a lot of her time and effort in that. Hence when she delivers you can mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. that this is a person who 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 values what she does, who puts effort and time mm-hmm. in perfecting what, uh, what 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 she does. So it, it's not surprising that most of the songs, I mean we were talking with Dosh of Air preparing for the show and 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 I looked at the songs that we chose and I was like, you know what, these songs are good. But if you look broadly at the at the, the Kumalo catalogue, mm. you can pick any song. <laughs> and that song will still be splendid. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it, it, for me it's amazing. What what comes through for me? Um, in a in a massive way in her arranging music, you speak about knowing what she knows, and and yeah. her, her arrangement of music for me stands out. She's a brilliant musician, she's a singer, but she you can tell that she has got a trained ear in not only her voice but in in yeah. being able to work along other musicians. You know, yeah. the drummer, the pianist, the every other 
you know, instrument that's working with her. You can tell she's in tune. Again, going back to, I suppose, her roots with her father, who wasn't just a, a conductor, but also taught music with instruments and so on. Well, from the front of stage observation of, of her, uh, you know, maybe people who worked with her will tell a different story. But from the front of stage observation of, of her and her music and her career and her catalogue, uh, you you can tell that this is an artist that did not have an ego problem. Mm-hmm. In a sense that when you when you Sbongile Kumalo performs music by a whole lot of artists, hardly music written by her. Mm-hmm. Now in this country, you have a serious issue of people who are not songwriters who want to write songs <laughs> when they are actually just vocalists. You know, so so they want to write songs. They insist. Uh, on writing songs. And where does this come from? This comes from an element of greed and self-obsession. It's a money. It's a yes, money. and self-obsession. Because people look at the royalty checks that come from Sambro and they see that the person who wrote the song that made them it's famous... It's a lot of money. Uh, got, got a and they're like, no, I want that million for myself. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, so there's a huge element of greed. And apart from that, there's also an element of an ego. People are very egoistic in the music business. You know, it, it, they want things to be all about themselves. I must write, uh, perform, compose, yeah. arrange, produce. <laughs> I mean, I, some of them are, uh, probably even want to tell you how the CDC should look like and yes. all that. You know, and, and when they can learn one or two things from people like, uh, like Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson was always obsessed about performance. Mm-hmm. All these other things he left to people who were competent, competent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in those things. And he paid them. All he did, he wanted to perfect his craft as an artist. But Look, we don't, uh, uh, because lately also there's this thing that you must be an all-round artist. You must know everything. I don't have issues with knowing different pieces about this and that. But does it mean you have to be actively involved in that thing 24 hours? What does that mean? your actual craft, because you are not an accountant. Yeah, yeah. You are an artist. You are not a lawyer. You are an artist. You are not an administrator. You are an artist. So if you're going to spend a lot of your time doing administration stuff, when you should be perfecting your craft, where does that leave your craft as mm-hmm. an artist? So Sonia Kumbara was one of those uh, artists who really loved her craft and put a lot of effort and energy in it. Yes. From time to time, she doubles because she, she the, 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 the little girl song that you just played in was that comes from an album that she recorded at the SADC. That was the first album she recorded under her record label, mm. you know. But there were people who were working with her yeah. around that record label, mm. you know, to make other things happen while she still focuses on her craft. Listen, Bongani, I'm sure there's a lot we're going to be hearing, um, you know, paying tribute to Mamsbongi Lukumalo. It's been wonderful talking to you. We have run out of time. I'm so sorry. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but you know, we, we obviously will always come back to her because as I think, Dosh and I were speaking, I think every time we speak about somebody, she creeps in a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's the magic of the kind of artist that we're talking about. So I'm sure we'll speak up again uh, about Swungilo Kumalo in a short while. And, and I appreciate the time you've given us to pay tribute to Jonas Gwangwa and Swungilo Kumalo. You know, that song Murua by Jonas, mm-hmm. the line there that says, <laughs> so, so we are not going to forget Jonas. We're uh, not going to forget uh, Swungilo Kumalo. We cannot forget them. 
Jabukaila, you know, Sikela, you name them. We can't. You know, we do that at our own peril. Yeah. Culturally speaking, that is. Bungani Matlango, thank you so much for that. Music and art uh, journalist as well here, paying tribute to the giants that is um, Jonas Gwangwa and Smongido Kumalo as we bid them farewell.